0: Welcome to the show. Yes, this is the Suicide Prevention Show, and this is not your doctor's boring symposium. We are waking up the world and helping us wake up the world, taking us into the power, the absolute power of trust and the power of intentional manifestation. So continuing this conversation, and this time, we are going to do it with my friend, Debbie Anderson. So. Debbie is someone who you're going to want to know because between the two of us, I'm boring. Debbie, join me in the studio. And as she, there you are, hey. You'll have to unmute still. I can sort of see you, but I can't hear you yet. Okay, let me
1: just- There you chan- go. Oh, let me put everything back in again and Yeah, a little bit too bright. Let me just tone me down a bit. There we go. All right. You did that very well. I'm very impressed. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) All right, so Debbie, we'll we'll take one step at a time because yes, you have this very unique um, global positioning system, so it's not (laughs) easy to place you uh, geographically. Yeah, so tell, tell us, where are you now?
1: At this precise moment, I'm in Mazelan in Mexico. Uh, <laughs> you can tell this is an English accent and I actually live in Canada. So I'm sort of all over the place and I conclude that the spirit always places me where I'm supposed to be and that's why I'm here in Mazalan, Mexico. So it's beautiful and i apologize about the fan here but it's it's 29 plus and it's seven o'clock and it's not cooling down it's just getting warmer so i am not complaining for, for 29 plus that has to be celsius oh yes celsius which i think is about 80 something in metric <laughs> sorry well, Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. yeah
0: that's okay it's just it's all about context and yes so since I'm not hearing the fan, it's not going to bother me a bit. Good. Perfect. We are. We're good. All right. So so let's talk about power. And then we'll talk about intentional yes. manifestation. Because oh, cool. these are two topics that could change the world if people are willing to let it change their world. Yes. So where do you want to start? Because you get to take us on this journey. I'm going to keep us on the rails so that we stay on time. But all right. You get to take us where you want to go.
1: Well, let's just start, um, like I always say to everybody, every journey step starts with one step at a time. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: in my early years, I was able to connect with spirit. And although it took me a while to understand that what that meant, because no one in my family back in the 1950s was spiritually open to that kind of thing. So what does it mean to connect with spirit? Well, it means I see dead people. I sense them, I feel them, I hear them. I don't taste them particularly but <laughs> I always wonder because I sort of get into that feel smell here and no I do not taste them well I taste um, like flavors sometimes I might taste cigarette smoke or oranges or things like that I prefer to taste oranges than cigarette smoke but there you go. Uh, so. I hear, see, sense, feel, and I share messages with people. I'm all about raising the vibration and sharing the positive, which, you know, that's sort of my bag as it was. Uh, so anyway, stepping along my journey, uh, I'm almost 64, in fact, I'm 64 tomorrow. So Woo! the little song says, if you will you still need me? Will you still feed me? Will come right into play. So I have stepped across the veil, so to speak, several times in my lifetime. First time when I was 11. You're gonna have to stop and explain that euphemism. What does okay Um, cross the veil mean? All right, so some people say it's when we die and come back kind of thing. I always say it's that between that we've not actually left. Spirit basically throw us back out. They don't want us to die. So the near death experience. Near death death experience, yeah. Yeah, so I call it stepped across the veil. And the first time that happened was when I was eleven. I almost drowned. In my late teens, I did try to take my own life um, with an overdose, uh, due to wanting my parents to hear, see, and love me most of all. Yep, it was a real roller coaster of a ride. I struggled with depression at that time, and I was—I just had my son at um, eighteen. And he was still a baby, so in those days, I think it was called the baby blues. Hmm. But, and the last time, thus far, I was in my 30s and I was raped and strangled almost to death. But here's the thing, each time, it's as if spirit pulled me back or threw me back. At each of those integral points, I got to redecide, if you like, what I would do next and each time that that happened for me personally and i can't speak for others but i have heard this is something that when they've come back they've rejigged their life they've relooked looked at it they've taken that step into what can i do to change this what do i need to do and i suppose for me that's the definition of trust because i had to trust in spirit basically to say, we don't want you yet. Or maybe they don't want me at all, I don't know. (laughs) And for them to make that decision, even though I was obviously at 11 years of age, I definitely did not uh, want to die. But when I was in my late teens, I I couldn't see anything. I was heavy with that energy of, I want to be loved. But I don't know why I wanna be loved. You know, that's sort of where we go into that whole cycle. So each time they brought me back, it gave me an opportunity to define and decide. And in fact, the time that the last time when I was in my 30s and I was raped and almost died, that was when I walked away from a very long-term relationship. Mm. And so it was a very important thing to do. And that was pure trust pure faith okay hold it Um, i I have to have a little context here i'm sorry because you you
0: you were talking about a very traumatic event right and then you were talking about leaving a relationship now are these the same person in both the event and the relationship it was actually yes okay i can't can't, even though the way you said it it could have been two different things yes okay so Walking out of an abusive relationship. Often by the time that we get to the point that we walk out of it is the time that we are most likely to die.
1: Yes, because
0: things have escalated.
1: Yeah, I feel because it wasn't the first time that I had tried to walk away. without going into all of that, it was this, that particular time, it almost felt that this crescendo of everything happening was for a reason. And this is why I always say to people that timing is of the essence. When things happen, there is no mistake, there is no error. We just have to trust in that. And yes, it was pretty scary for me. And yes, it took me on a roller coaster ride again with different things that I didn't know were going to happen. And for anybody that has left an abusive relationship, they'll be able to relate to that in, in that respect of understanding some of the um, semantics that happen with that. But for me it you know, it was that divine power of trust. And that was me having faith that my instincts were correct. And when I talk about instincts in the relationship, because we're talking about the power of trust and manifestation, that's exactly what we can do with our dreams.
0: Okay. Now, are we talking dreams like what I'm, I'm
1: Well, it can yeah. be either. So, all right, so let's, let's look at it this way. You only have to ask a young child, what do you want to be when you grow up? And most will give you an answer in a heartbeat. I want yeah. to be an astronaut, I want to be a nurse, I want to be a doctor, I want to be this, I want to fly a plane. They have no restrictions. They don't think, oh, I've got to go to school, you know, and that maybe the parent might say, well, you want to be a doctor or you want to do this. That's going to take this time. Do you know how much that's going to cost or whatever. But if you look at that child, they don't understand or comprehend what that adult is trying to tell them. They're not even anyway. They're like, but that's what I want to do. That's what I'm going to do. And and many do achieve that. I the one person I um, hold dear to my heart because I've had the opportunity to meet him was Chris Hadfield. He's a famous Canadian that not only became an astronaut, but he became the commander of the International Space Station. And he also did that famous recording of David Bowie's Space Oddity that went viral. He actually recorded it in space. And he now teaches kids about science in space and you know how to be an astronaut and so forth. So let's step back. He was born in 1959, so two years after I was born in sarnia in ontario in canada where there is no space program nothing but he believed because after watching the apollo 11 moon landing and he tells this story himself he told his parents i'm going to be an astronaut Mm -hmm. and he got there because he trusted in making it happen he had to go quite a long journey to get there, but he never gave up that hope. And if you've ever read his biography or listened to him on many of the um, opportunities that I have had to uh, see him talk, he tells his journey. And it wasn't just a case of, I'm gonna be an astronaut, bang, it happened. He had many times when he was basically thrown off track, you know, couldn't do this, wasn't allowed to do that this was canceled, that was, you know, and so on and so on and so on. And we all know that in our lives. You know, we have this idea of what we're going to do, and then all of a sudden it gets rearranged for us. But he never lost the faith, he trusted, he wanted to be an astronaut and he achieved it. You know, like to be a, a, a Canadian and the commander of the International Space Station, holy Hannah, I would say that's like the epitome of, where you wanna be and what you wanna do. So I, I love that. And there are many stories like that. And I, if we have, you know, if we go back into our childhood, mm. <clears throat> excuse me, and we relate and we recall the 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 things that we wanted to be. And, you know, uh, for instance, in my life, I wanted to go into the Royal Navy. I wanted to be a Red. And I wanted to do uh, the uh, the radar. That was what I really wanted to do. I was so excited about it. And then I heard in those days, women did not go to sea. Hmm. I don't want to be stuck in an office somewhere. Ah. I want to go to sea because I love the sea and everything nautical. You know, I've got a. A, a, a seafaring family when i go back you know my grandfather was in the um, merchant navy my father was in the merchant navy and yada 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 kind of thing so i wanted i loved everything to do with water so that changed my perspective and of course now thankfully women are allowed to go to sea because things have changed so my next thought was i wanted to be a police woman but I was too short. <laughs> so it was almost like I was picking all these without knowingly uh, knowing it that I was picking these jobs or careers that I wanted to do. But for some reason, they weren't going to be because of this or because of that. So, of course, then life goes on. But if we all reflect back to that time, those dreams we had, even, you know, uh, watching small children and their dreams that they have today, as in what they want to be and what they want to do, they have no restrictions. Mm -hmm. So this is where I want to uh, go on about um, how we can begin manifesting intentionally. Because
0: yeah, this is really cool because children have intention. They know what they want, which is 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 that mm-hmm. am I correct that this is a definition of intention to simply yes. know what you want?
1: Yeah, and okay. following because intention, some people say, well, intention's good or bad or whatever. Intention is just that you're going to do something or you want something, and you follow through on it. And that's mm-hmm. that's all it is. It's that trust that it's going to happen, it's going to be. All right, so I grew up with a phrase,
0: and the phrase was the way to hell is paved with good intentions. How does that fit into this conversation? I think that that was
1: just a threat that was used (laughs) upon people uh, when they wanted to have what I call the get out, uh, the the cop out clause, that they didn't want to um, accept it. You know, uh, it's like the, the negative Nelly in your life is never going to work. It's a waste of time. And you're like, yes, it is. You know, and some people will say to me, well, you're like Pollyanna. Or I said, oh, come on. I am a very much a realist. But I, you know, uh, for, some, for something silly like playing cards and we haven't got a hope in hex chance of winning. But I still say, hey, we can still do it because it's that whole vibration. When we change that vibration to it's not going to work, you know, is going to hell in a handbasket, um, you know, all of those kind of little negative phrases that we allow to uh, infiltrate, because they do infiltrate our lives, because that's the way people are. We are
0: as humans. Yeah, we, ab- we absorb what we're exposed to. I exactly. Mean, I've become very selective about what I'm exposed to. Me too. It's, yeah. It's absolutely, I mean, I'm. <laughs> I vet every single speaker, you know, have a one-on-one conversation for every single speaker on my summit. I have made very few exceptions for that rule. It has never gone well. You know, if I can't, if I don't resonate with someone, then they're not a good fit for my show. Yeah. And it took me a while to understand that that was my job. I didn't have to do anything else. That was my main job was to make sure that the people who came on the show were people who I matched with energetically. When you're talking about intentional manifestation and power, what is the biggest problem people have with this,
1: Debbie? Because when you talk about it, it kind of sounds kind of simple. Okay. So think of it like going on a diet that's the analogies i'm going to use because i've been on many diets okay so it's an easy one that we can all well not everybody but most can relate to because uh usually it starts off with, with the intention of i am going to lose weight this is what i'm going to do so the first thing we have to do is really clean out our fridge cupboards of all the junk All the crap hole of the stuff that when you eat it, yeah. So when we eat it, it puts on weight, we feel stodgy and as I call it in low energy. And that's what intentional manifestation is about. We have to clear the stage basically. Hmm. And think of the, the foods as thoughts, as words, as people as the things that we surround ourselves with. And therefore we stock our refrigerator, our cupboards, our heart, our head, especially our head, with all those good intentions, like we did when we were on the diet. I'm gonna get up at 6 a.m., I'm gonna go for a run, and then I'm gonna come back and I'm going to eat a bowl of fruit and then I'm going to do this or yoga or whatever. So we have a plan. And that's the important thing. What is my intention? Okay, so that's really interesting because
0: I'm thinking about kids who don't have a plan, but kids, when they want something, they they are totally unrestrained. They think about it all the time. They talk about it all the time. They go to sleep dreaming about it. They wake up talking about it.
1: And that's exactly what we need to do as adults. We've forgotten. We've unlearned it. And we need to relearn it again to put it back into that. Oh, what an
0: interesting thought. Okay. So doing that for a short period of time is not so hard. But doing that for a lifetime is, is something that there's not a lot of guidance or support around that. Um, Actually, there probably is, and I just haven't seen it. So I'm not going to put it that way. I'm going to put it this way. Let's mm-hmm. play with this. If someone Please. wants
1: something, let's, let's make it happen for them. So, okay. so So the big thing that we need to remember is stepping into our attention. There's no right or wrong. We've already, I already said that. But it's a way of connecting to what I call our personal or spiritual check-in. So we're checking in with whether it's the God, the universe, our heart, you know, our whoever it is, potato friend of mine says, I love that because it's whatever it is. So we have to intention is what I deem as our own truth, what we each believe. Mm -hmm. And we have to trust in that belief. And when we talk about it, we have to talk and as if it's already here so well, I we don't say I'm, i want to be rich or i want to be thin i am thin i am rich and as much as that uh-huh. may at the time seem like but i'm not because every time you put that in you're then putting that little bit of junk food back into your refrigerator again
0: all right so how do you suspend the part
1: of the brain that says reality check Okay, so this is what I do, and I use this with a lot of intentional work that I do, not just a manifestation, uh, everything. See, our head is our, you're going to make a mistake, I want to protect you, so I'm going to tell you of all the things that can go wrong, that's our head and our heart is, oh my gosh, I wanna do this, yay, yay, yay. Okay, so there's this little battle that can happen between these two elements that are all interconnected. And if anybody's read Dr. Bruce Lipton or uh, Greg Braden, uh, quantum um, physics and uh, the biology of belief, we are exactly that. We are this interconnected vibrations of energy with ourselves and everything around us. So, when I'm having my heart is having that conversation with me, it's saying, "Hey, we're going to manifest this." And my head drops in. Yeah, but you know what happened last time? I would think of it like a little devil and a little angel on my shoulder. You know what happened last time? You got all excited and then and then and then and then and then. And then. So this is what I do. I mm-hmm. say to my head. Thank you for sharing. Ah, So by saying thank you, and if we do this, I always say to people, if you're not sure on this, practice this with somebody that's giving you the negative output to something you want to do. If you just say to them, thank you for sharing, what that does is it's acknowledging them. And this is acknowledging our head that wants to protect us and doesn't want us to make a mistake. And saw what happened last time and how it turned out for us. And they don't want us to go there. So it is in a protective mode. But when we say "thank you for sharing," it stops the conversation with our head butting in. And you might have to do that several times. You might go back into your heart that's saying, "Yeah, we're going to do this." And la, la 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 la, and I said, "Yeah, but hang on a minute. Hang on a minute." Don't run down that road yet. And you go, thank you for sharing. And then it shuts it down again. So allowing, allowing the full
0: expression of the thought, even though it seems to be yes. a limiting thought or a negative yes.
1: thought, allowing yeah. the full expression of the thought, I think that's really key. Yeah, it's very, very, very key. There is okay. no other element to it because we've all um, fundamentally, done this you know and i say sometimes it i feel like we're a little hamster on the wheel going around 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 we don't want to be there doing that but every time we step off of it we fall or you know i would say it's always going too fast and we injure ourselves because we're not in that synchronicity that um combination of the vibration because we're fighting against it the hamster has to keep going for the wheel to keep turning Mm-hmm. So, but nothing changes. So, and it's a bit like starting the diet when you've still got all the junk food in there. You have to clear that out. That is one of the key things you have to do. Got
0: it. Clear out the negative. Sorry. That's okay. This is the how-to. This is how do you clear out the mental junk food? Yes. And it's by allowing yourself to want something and allowing your head to argue with whether or not it's possible or viable or a good idea. And then just thanking it
1: for the argument. Exactly, thank you for sharing. It's such a simple thing. And we can do this in actual life as well. And I told it actual life, when somebody is doing that, you need to do this, you need to do that. And you don't wanna say, yeah, but, <laughs> um, okay, that's not gonna fit with me. If you just say to them, thank you for sharing, it's, they feel like you've heard them and you're going to do it even if you're not. And I'm, I'm not saying that's trying to lead somebody down the garden path, but it can stop that conversation. It can stop the pain that we go through.
0: Yeah, you know, I was going, wait a minute, why is this? It resonated with me because I learned a, um, what's it called? A, uh, oh shoot, a sort of technique that when somebody is, you know, talking about Um, A reality that's true for them, but not for me. And instead of arguing with them, the response from an assertiveness changing point of view is similar. It's you might be right. Yeah. And it allows for the other person to feel heard and acknowledged without committing me to an action.
1: Yeah. Without (laughs) saying I agree. So this is taking it one step further because if we really don't and it doesn't resonate with us, it's almost like we're saying it in a painstaking way to agree with them, even though we don't want to agree with them. But whereas if we say thank you for sharing, we don't have to take on board that energy if it really doesn't resonate with us. And this works for many, many things. You know, I I tell people this is one of my key little... Um, go-tos if you like in my go-to bag you know somebody you've just had you've just come back and you just had a beautiful haircut or something like that and somebody goes wow and and you're feeling really great and all of a sudden your whole energy just goes into this whereas if we just say thank you for sharing we're still keeping up there and we can just move on down the line we don't have to take it on board and I think this is where a lot of energy gets, um, I think, um, attached to us. And I, I, I don't mean attached, that in stuck to us, but it's like we <laughs> go through this fog sometimes. And when we come out the other side, we're feeling very heavy and it's like, I need to take off this shroud. I need to take off this coat that is not mine. Whereas we say, thank you for sharing. I always say to people, especially in workplaces or family situations, It doesn't doesn't matter. You just say, thank you for sharing. And then it moves on without having to uh, fight it.
0: There you go. That's a lovely thing because not having to fight our families is a big deal. And not having to fight the internal family, which is where we started with this, is a huge deal. When I was reading and, and the philosophies were about you, know, you have to kill the ego or things like this, and I'm like, yeah. no, it has a purpose. It's part of me. Why would I wish part of me to be
1: dead? And so I've always had yeah. a real challenge with this. This is a very gentle approach, Debbie. Yes. Yeah. The, the main thing with manifesting, and this is what I say to everybody, identify what you want and do it with intention. Like, be like that two-year-old child, no restrictions. When we see it and we believe it, then we manifest it. And anyone who could create a dream, they need to know that you need to feed and water it daily. You can't just plonk the seed in there and then walk away and have that expectation that in a nanosecond, it's going to appear. We have to work on it. Like, when we're learning a new um, skill, We can't just turn up for the first lesson at that school and say, hey, now I'm an achieved artist. We have to learn the techniques. We have to buy into that. We have to make it our everyday dream. So here's something that I did just recently because with everything that's going on, we're sort of stuck here. And I know people might go, that's strange, but there's reasons at the moment we can't get back to Canada. There are no flights, one and you know we have to go across water together so i said um i sat and had this conversation and said okay to my husband we're going to manifest a place here in matalan which is free uh, because at the moment we're renting and and she says i want to be able to see the ocean because at the moment where we are with slightly in residential area and (laughs) i want to be able to see sunsets and my husband said, okay. And I'm, uh, and then at that point, I'm like, I started visualizing. And I started to visualize because we've been to visit some friends that have a beautiful place right on the ocean. And, you know, I'm like, oh, this is the place I want to be. It's really beautiful. And so in my mind, that was where I was. That, you know, I, I there was no way they were going to let us stay there for free. But I, you have to have these dreams. So you have to find something that, fit to you, even if it doesn't actually manifest in that exact format. Um, So, but if we have that dream, we create that dream, we go into it, we feed it. So in my, in my uh, vision, I was at their place because that was the only thing at that time that I could relate to uh, as ocean sunset, you know, That kind of thing. All all of the criteria. Yes. So create your criteria. And even if you think, oh yeah, but that's not possible, don't take that, don't fill it in there. Just keep creating it. Well, within days, here's the thing, literally within days, and you know, I can't say that everything moves this quickly. Within days, uh, somebody had said to me, Hey, I don't know if you're interested, there's some house sitting gigs going on and they're looking for people to house sit for the summer. I'm like, okay. But then I was led down that little pathway. The breadcrumbs sort of took me there, follow the breadcrumbs. And I get there and I'm like, okay, that's not going to work. But I, I can see I need to try and connect to this person. So then I reached out to another friend that I know here. And I said, do you know this person? Because uh, they are looking for somebody to house it. And she came back and she said, you would do something like that? And I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm asking. She said, do you want to sit in our house? Of the summer, I'm like, oh my God, I manifested something bigger than I had initially seen in my dream, in my vision, in my creation of my mind. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. So this is what it, this is the identify you want, no restrictions. believe it, you need to manifest it. You've got to feed that dream daily. Keep building on it. There's also the action step. Yes. Yeah. You picked the,
0: up the
1: phone and made a phone call. Yeah. Because that's it. That's when the breadcrumbs start to fall into place. Ah, God. You have it. to follow. Um, I always say we have to follow the trail. And sometimes we go down the trail. And I've done this myself, you know, because people say, oh, wow, well, uh, I wanted to go on this workshop and I got there, but it wasn't the thing I wanted. I'm like, okay, stop there. Maybe the pathway led you to the workshop, that was what you manifested. But there was something there that was beyond the workshop. So this is where we have to sort of follow the breadcrumbs. We have to um, listen, don't edit. Like if, if you get that sense, you know, like within days it popped up about this house-sitting thing. So i followed it but it was coming to these like little block blockades because i'm like i don't want to join this group and have to pay this amount of money if this doesn't work out there's got to be a better way somebody here must know this person so mm-hmm. then we have to then create trail and obviously the trail was not leading me to what i initially thought was yeah. which is something better so this is why i say don't listen but don't edit because mm-hmm. we sometimes edit things we go oh, well, that can't be so, oh, well, you know, now that that um, the house sitting gig isn't going to be there because I got to pay all this money to join this, this group and this whatever, whatever, whatever. The other big thing is don't let others tell you it's impossible.
0: So that's an interesting thing that, that I'm still stuck on listen, but don't edit. Okay, listen, um, but don't edit, okay. Yeah, because listen, but don't edit. And the example you gave was really telling. Listen um, to the nudge and the nudge was house sitting. Oh, yes. And it felt exactly. good. it landed well. Yes. And, and so the editing would have been if you had started to say, this isn't going to work, period, as opposed to this aspect isn't going to work. Yeah. This this opportunity isn't going to work. Um, And then it's, how can I find one that will? You didn't give up on the
1: house sitting. I just hadn't even thought of that as being a possibility. Yeah. I had just said, I want to stay here. I want it to be free. I want this. I want this. And so it was like, I've never heard of people house sitting. Not in the respect of being here. But, you know, I had never um, looked into that. So it wasn't something I... I thought, oh, let's maybe look into house sitting, but just out of the blue, then a friend messaged me and said, you know, this is house sitting gig. Do you think you might be interested? And I, you know, so this is where we have to follow the breadcrumbs. Got it. Okay. And when we get the information, even if it leads us there, like this this particular one, it led me to it, but I didn't want to have to invest nearly a thousand dollars to join this group. Just to get access to this person that wanted somebody to house it for them. Yeah. So. But it got and, you into the mode of thinking about housing. it. Yeah. And that's when I thought, well, I know this particular person that may know this person. So that was what I reached out and I said, you know, do you know this person? And that's when they came back and said, I didn't know you were interested. Come and sit here. And I'm like, we can. <laughs> so, and it's far greater because I hadn't done any other restrictions i hadn't said and you know, i want three better on i want this I, want uh, I had just said free sunset see the ocean <laughs>
0: there you go so, so getting down what's really important not the minutia, but what's really important yes sounds like that's a critical step as well yes don't uh, let others
1: tell you that it's impossible because If we buy into that and listen to them, then the argument is lost, if you like. ah, God. This is where it's, again, aligning yourself to people who are going to support you, that are going to be there to encourage you, that are going to listen to you and not fight you. That's important. Very, very important. And in our case, it happened very, very quickly. But there's been other occasions when I've said into manifestation mode, which I do on a very um, regular basis, actually, is to be patient. Because, you know, total transparency here. I'm not by nature a patient person. I'm the kind of girl I want it and I want it now. Just like that two-year-old. So there've been many times that I haven't got what I wanted right away. And this is when we have to step back into trust again. Keep the faith, continue to see it as being there right now. But this is happening. Live it, breathe it, be it. It has to be your reality and you living in it, even if it's only in your head, in your dream, that you're you're waking dreams or sleeping dreams. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it does take a little longer. And, you know, If it doesn't come in the format that you had expectations of, be thankful for what you receive. There you go. And I say that because, you know, say this is my manifestation. I want a red Ferrari. I want the red Ferrari. I want the car. I want the car. I want the car. And then spirit going, oh, Ooh, she stated a red Ferrari. Well, that's a real big shame because we have a green one here, but she stated red. <laughs> oh, I'll well, put it back on the shelf. So maybe the car that you receive or the vehicle you receive in that kind of case isn't the one that you had wanted. But I always look at it this way. If I get the, <laughs> the beat up Ford truck or the chef that, you know, got, the paint rusting off it, but it gets me from A to B, it's then I've manifested immediate. it. And then you can build on that. Because that's where I throw my hands up with gracious thanks, because I've got that. I've got the answer to my dreams. Because sometimes, you know, when people say, I need money for this, I always say, don't mm-hmm. say it in money. Say so it they, is
0: in the... I, okay, so that's an important point. I'm just going to yeah. pause. Because... One is I need money for this, meaning I need the means to get this. That's correct. I need, I need to have it the, how delivered how I want it. I need to have it how. Yes. And I tell people the, something I had learned from one of the books I read called Suffering from Mad How Disease, when you oh. need to know how it's going to happen or yep. how you're going to do it. Yeah. Um, and so in this case, you're saying that actually puts a buffer
1: in the energy between who you are and what you want. Yes. Because then it's like, well, how much money do you need? Yeah, well, and there's a lot of goal gets- setting and stuff oh. that are very specific about
0: dollar amounts. Yes. And I've studied some, I've been certified to teach several of these methodologies. And while they are great for figuring out You know, if I want this much income, I have to have this many clients or I have to sell this many books or whatever. Beyond that, I haven't found them overly useful. No. Though when I pointed out to somebody that in order for them to have the income they wanted, they would have to sell a significantly high number of their $10 widget, they decided to find another way to bring in the income they wanted and to use their widget as a giveaway. Right. <laughs> yeah, Because so they hadn't done on them that yeah. to deliver that many to bring in that income yes. would not have given them what they wanted. So for the left brain analysis, it works.
1: Yeah. And there's been many times in my life, uh, you know, I, I grew up in a, a family which I gather now was poor. But I never knew that. I, I had no concept that I was a poor kid. You know, I had school dinners and and we had them every day and somebody and i never realized that because we lined up and went in after everybody else it was because we were the free dinner kids the poor kids and you know when we would go to rummage sales or uh, you know jumble sales i just thought it was so we could get other stuff. I never realized it was because my mom couldn't afford to buy clothing for us three kids. So that was the only way she could do it to go to a jumble sale or rummage sale to uh, keep us, you know, kids going. So I've always, in my life, when I, um, I never see that I haven't got much, I always see that I have got an abundance, even if it's, as uh, some people say, just enough. And, you know, I, I can remember a friend coming over and I said, oh, do you want to stay to supper? And she opened my refrigerator and there was some eggs in there, some cheese in there, potatoes and onions. She said, what the heck are we going to have? I said, the most amazing omelet you have ever eaten. And she just looked at me because she was the takeout girl. She was the lady that always ate it out. And mm-hmm. she did. And I said, it doesn't, like, whatever I've got, if I've invited you for a meal to stay and eat with me, I'm certainly not going to say, oh, hang on a minute, let me just cut this slice of bread in two. And then, you know, so there was always enough there. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I had to do. You know, I can remember uh, Christmases where we didn't have a turkey. We didn't have, I couldn't put a stocking under the tree for my son. But I had a chicken, roast chicken. I had enough. Yeah. And so again, in being in that grace, graciousness and that thankfulness, that gratitude for what I get and what I'm given rather than you gave me a chicken, <laughs> well, you could kind of kind have of just got the egg. So be yeah. thankful that you've got the chicken because that actually was a gift from somebody that was culling several of her chickens. And she knew that I hadn't got anything for that Christmas Uh, because of something that had happened. And so she brought it along and she said, this is my Christmas gift to you. And I said, thank you very much. I fully appreciate it. And if you want to come and join us, you're more than welcome. So again, being in that gratitude, uh, it's not uh, being in the, you know, I always, if I need money for my electric bill or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to fix my, like the amount of times that I've had something you know, go wrong with my car. And I just sit there and I go, please make this mended. Please make this fixed. Please sort it. And then either a friend has come along or mm-hmm. somebody has got this or the guy in the, uh, the garage has said, look, you know, I've got this sitting here and it's not going to cost me anything to put it in. I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. So this is where we have to be thankful for what we receive because it's this is perfect, the most
0: yeah. important part of it so cool so that makes really good sense to me all right so thank you for taking us into this world of where personal power and intentional manifestation changes our experience of life and your gift for everyone it changes their experience of meditation and Mm -hmm. i absolutely love that you put into the description of it and we're going to give that link to everyone that you put into the description of it the fact that it can change how you sleep Yes. And I'm one of those people. I start to listen to a meditation. I'm asleep.
1: Yeah. And I always say to people, it assists to calm the inner chaos. Mm -hmm. Like that. Sometimes we need that slowing down, that just letting it go. Sometimes we we can listen to it. You know, if you want to listen to it daily, it will reduce stress, tension. And that's when we become healthier. Mm -hmm. we're less stressed and we're less anxious we don't get all the possibilities of all the nastiness coming towards us and I call it a nastiness I don't want to say unhealthiness or something like that because each of us it's there and it can happen so this is why I call it heart-centered beingness Mm -hmm. it's a heart-centered way of assisting us
0: there we go a heart-centered way of assisting us I love it thank you For people listening to the recording, look in the show notes. For people here live with us, it's in the chat for you. Debbie, this was a delightful journey into your world, and I so appreciate you sharing all of this with everyone and being part of our mission to make teen suicide a thing of the past. You know, it's... What's happening with the manifestation is that it's been turned on its ear. Yes. And... When I created, and then actually, I'll be talking about it a little bit. Um, When I created the Why Not Workbook, it was my way of helping people understand that the law of attraction works. Yes. No matter what you're putting your attention on. And, And the power of intentionally putting, yeah, putting your intention on what you really want and focusing it there. Thank you so much for the Jedi mindset trick of listening to the critic, listening to the it'll never work without judging it, without pushing it away and to simply acknowledge it by saying thank Thank you.
1: Thank you for sharing. And thank you, Jackie, for sharing this time and inviting me on. And thank you. I want to say a big shout out thank you for katie for all her support and getting all the stuff and keeping us all aligned that's like herding goldfish so well done katie and thank you jackie for the high cake i love you thank you thank you for all the work you do behind the scenes i always feel like they're the they're the little worker bees that are doing all the running right not that you're not doing that but she's She's an absolute amazing uh, lady. So thank you. Well, and it thank is, you it you. has made this uh, summit
0: dramatically better. since She has come in to assist with it. And having speakers, having people like you who are willing to come in and share your great wisdom and experiences and stories.
1: It's just a delightful,
0: Debbie. Delightful thank time. You. Thank you. I so think much. I just
1: fumble my way through life. And that's just how it happens. And I think that's. When we all do that, we just have to go, it's okay. We're exactly where we need to be at that exact moment. And as long as we're there present, fully engaged in that intention, that's Mm -hmm. okay. Sounds good. Fully engaged in the intention.
0: Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome, Debbie. Thank you.
1: Blessing.